Content warning for this episode. This episode contains discussions of sex, sexuality, sex education, abuses of power, assault, and panic attacks. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm Mabel. And I'm Mitch. And you're listening to Sex Ed and Chill. Today we're talking about Season 1, Episode 6 of Sex Education through the theme of expectations. What did everybody think of this episode? It was a lot. So much. I I, I know, I liked it, but it was a lot to put together at once. But yeah, as I said, I enjoyed it, so. Yeah. And, And like, while last episode had like some, a height and a, a valley you know like some highs and lows mm. but it was more like one high and one low this is mm-hmm. i feel like the whole episode was up and down in terms of mood mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah i don't know about it and i don't know if i like if i should be overly critical as someone who's like studied like film in that like how the consistency was so over the place but i don't know how do you how do you guys feel about that like did you find that a problem or i didn't no okay. i overall just i i really liked the episode and i think kind of as you said, Matt, like this was a little more, I guess in some ways consistent or consistently inconsistent in terms of like the ups and downs all throughout. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it made for a really strong episode. Like there, there would, it was, like we said, there was just a was lot juicy. in it. Yeah, yeah, there was just a lot in it. A lot of different characters were explored. A lot of different things happened. We found out a lot of different things and I was just kind mm-hmm. of into it for the whole episode. Yeah. I just think, I think it definitely being like part of like a series instead of being like a movie or something, it definitely helps with that, that we were already caught up with everyone. So we're able to do that jumping around, as we said. Mm. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe that stood out more for you, given this is like your first time watching the episode, whereas like Matt and I are revisiting this episode. So maybe the jumping around isn't like, as distracting. Isn't yeah, well, as distracting because we're re-watching it. As I said, I didn't think it was a bad thing. It's just like, it's like if you're, well, not that we're ranking episodes, but if we were to rank it, I really liked the early episodes where it was like a consistent theme with this one mm. was like all over the place. Mm. But it, as you said, it had some really good moments, which I, I think it's also like we're two thirds of the way through the season now. And I think it is, it's the moment of like tension and conflict in the arc of the season. So right. I, I guess it kind of makes sense that there would be a bit of like what's going to happen. Like a lot of things are happening all at once before we get to kind of resolution towards the end. Definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, cool. Let's dive into the episode itself. Opening shot: uh, Otis's dad, Remy, and mm. his uh, female client talking about transference, uh, and it's creepy as fuck. <laughs> uh, oh my god! We see Remy again. Is this like the second time? Yes, second time. Yeah. 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 So uh, we thought and... he was a dick the first time, and now we think he's even more of a dick. Yeah. Yep. Like so inappropriate, and then such a fucking gross abuse of power. Like, mm-hmm. ugh. Yeah. Um, and then Otis, young baby Otis, sees them going at it, which you know, not good for anybody to see Damn. at any time, but especially as a young kid, seeing your parent doing that, um, particularly with someone who's not. Yeah. Not your mum. Not your mum. Yeah. Uh, and then he ha- has a conversation with his mother about it, and she does a really bad job of talking about this. I, don't... I get that she's going through a moment of trauma herself, right? Like she has to hold it together as she realizes what's going on. But I mean, this we've we've discovered the root cause of Otis's weird sex problem. Yeah. 
right? Like his mother yeah. told him that sex is hugely traumatic and can and ruin can ruin lives. people's lives. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As a sex therapist, I expected more of her in oh, this I moment. Know. <laughs> I know. Like not only that part. Like again, we've. Like we've known that she was going through something, but even just as a sex therapist, she goes through the definition of like sex being when a man puts his penis inside a woman's Mm -hmm. vagina. And I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, as a sex therapist, surely like that's just not the definition of what sex is at all. Not at all. This is what I was going to bring up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just disappointing on many fronts. Yeah. I think like, obviously we saw that Remy is like a terribly unethical, awful sex therapist, but I think there were just like a few examples of which, and we've had this before as well, I suppose. But like, mm. Gene is clearly not like the perfect sex therapist. Oh no. no, no, even We're little just, things like yeah. young Otis is like, does it hurt? And instead of being like, well, you know, it can, but like, it's not meant to, and it's like generally a pleasurable experience. Mm-hmm. Just like diving in deep with the like, yeah, it's really painful. Like, <laughs> oh, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. She doesn't really know how to talk to a child, does she? I mean, in some sense, it's really like the apple really doesn't fall far from the tree. In that, um, Otis is now a questionable sex therapist with <laughs> that just, doesn't know the family business. <laughs> yep. And um, yeah, comes from a long line of questionable sex therapists. Yeah. So on the whole, not done well. And even though it's partially understandable in that she's trying to hold it together after finding out oh, her yeah, husband she's is cheating on her. Yeah. I don't think it's that's an excuse for the things yeah. that she says. Um, and I mean, we don't because like I do like that we're seeing some sort of context around Otis's complex around sex and masturbation. Like mm. we've we've walked we've skirted around it for quite a few episodes now. But um, I, I yeah, we. I'm curious whether there was any follow up conversation because again, this was her in the moment finding yeah. out that her husband was cheating on her. Um, not but, the best discussion with Otis. But like I a day later, hope... so those things that I said, um, <laughs> it may have come across as a little bad. <laughs> yeah, I would hope that there would have been a follow up, but given how his complex has turned out, it kind of is implied that she didn't, and she that did that was the end of it. the conversation. Or, or she could have just made it worse by even just digging more of a hole. Yeah, yeah. maybe the the next like three months was her just being in a really bad hole and and like taking it out on Otis's sex education. <laughs> yeah. Um. On an unrelated note, uh, we live in a modern future where drag, for example, is really visible and in the public psyche. So I'm sorry, the production team of Sex Education, but this was a bad wig that you put Gillian Anderson in. <laughs> oh my God, for the flashback? Need, for the flashback yeah. and you need to do better. Like that is like, it was like a $10 wig from down at the party shop. Come on, it, guys. <laughs> it really stood out. Like I remember even the first time I watched this episode, it is it it almost it kind of takes thing. away from the scene because yeah. all you can see is the wig. I don't know. I, I didn't. I wasn't really that distracted by. If I'm being honest, they got to yeah. cut costs somewhere. I'm on the production side here. Come on. Uh, but they're not buying new wigs. They can rent wigs. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 I feel like this time I always found it funny. Like they were trying to overtly be like. We're now in the past, and you can tell because we've put a wig on Jean. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, I'm fairly sure it's also the same wig she was wearing in the video that got played during the sex oh, yeah. class. And like so they just in that, that context, around. I think a bad wig kind of makes sense because it was not a very high production value sex yeah. ed tape. Yeah, but this was like in real life, so come on, guys, do better. Sorry. 
<laughs> you do so well in other areas. This was just dropping the ball a little bit. So that doesn't yeah. go on our fashion uh, fashion list this week, does it? That no, no it doesn't. Oh. This, this was a fashion faux pas. Yeah. Um, so we have this traumatic conversation between Otis and his mother, and then he, like, it cuts to him in bed. So he's, like, dreaming about this or, like, thinking about it at least. Uh, so it's clearly still on his mind, and we will see throughout this episode uh, the impacts that it has had on him. Yeah. Um, then we get to Eric getting ready and he's clearly like unhappy and he picks like the beigeous outfit that he has, even though it still kind of looks good and it's all coordinated. It, yeah. It's very different from his usual colorful yeah. self. Yeah. His wardrobe is so like you, you look at all the clothes he doesn't pick to put on today and just like, damn, his wardrobe oh is so God. good. I'm like, so I jealous. love all of his clothes. Oh yeah. But yeah, you're right. Like he still does look really cool. It's just not Eric. Like he's it's clearly not, not dressing Eric, like yeah. himself, but I yeah. do. I do still like the the hoodie that he puts on. It's got cool mm. sleeves. <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice. Um, like the elbow, it has like this detail on it. It's mm. kind of cool. I'll have to go back. Yeah. Uh, and he walks down and his family is like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you look different. Normal. Yeah. Mm. Quite Normal. Quite, yeah, quite uncommon. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I feel like, I mean, this is kind of like the first example of, you know, like, fulfilling expectations or trying to anyway because you know Mm. our our theme getting into it early but um you know obviously this is tragic like coming off the last episode we can see this is like a result of of him coming out of this traumatic hate crime Mm. and I guess yeah he's purposely trying to blend in and I guess like fulfill societal expectations of how he should dress and walk around in society Mm. but you can kind of see that when he walks down to breakfast with his family, like no, no matter what he does, it's still like not quite right. Like his, his mm. sisters still make fun of, like it's so noticeable, even though he's trying to blend in the fact that he's now different from how he was, mm. it's a whole statement of its own. Yes. Yep, and definitely. it's kind of like this, he can't really win. He can't win. I, it's, I, watching his dad in this scene is interesting. I think that like, you know, there have been, there's been stuff his dad has said in the past which implies that he wants him to get rid of all this gay shit but you can also tell that his dad sees this change and is like this is not a good thing like this is sad like he's clearly hurt and unhappy so like it's kind of like it's a nice thing to see that his dad isn't like oh thank god he took all that shit off or whatever yeah like it and then i guess reiterates that it wasn't like how his son was that was upsetting him like we said it's more about him being worried of how that's Mm. how that's going to affect his life yeah well and this is the first time we see his mum as well and her reaction seems to be the complete opposite Mm. so i think it's not i guess it's kind of like a twist on how the normal dynamic well is interpreted in past media of how like the mother is the more supporting and caring one where the father is the more hard, like you need to like be more quote unquote normal as we were saying, where the mother is the one who seems to be a bit blind to what's going on. Mm. I mean, I guess we just haven't seen much of her. Like if we go off what we've seen, it seems like Eric just like talks to his dad a lot more than he talks to his mom. Yeah. I I suppose in this case, in this case, his dad obviously has more context as well. Cause like his mom goes on to say like, I told you that bike is dangerous. Mm -hmm. And so she's just like, Oh, he's dressing different. He looks nice. He, his bruise is healing from that bike accident. Everything's great. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I feel like she is maybe a little unobservant, but you know, or like in denial or in denial. That's probably more more denial. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Then 
we cut to Otis talking to his dad on Zoom. Uh, he's going to, he's got to give another TED talk and then he's going to Vegas. He's just like, is that such a fucking dick? <laughs> like, I mean, just to, to your own Tell son, us how he like, really he feel. clearly has such like this, like, fake smarmy persona where he just has to like be arrogant and brag about his like accomplishments or non-accomplishments or whatever but it's yeah. like to your own kid like it's yeah. just it's such a distance between them the fact that he puts on that persona to talk to his own child as opposed to having sort of intimate close conversation it, it feels very performative like he he mm. said he's uses the phrase like talk to your old man which just feels very kind very, of fake yeah. Yeah. like yeah. talk to me I'm here I'm being the father in this five minute conversation we're having like it's yeah. very gross which You're i think yeah you go. no you go you go no i mean i just think like in previous episodes i think we heard gene talking to remy about how she was trying to like remind him to do the weekly chat with otis mm. or whatever because it means a lot to otis so it sounds mm. like clearly remy needs a push and it mm. sounds like he's probably fulfilling his fatherly duties out of obligation sure. rather than an actual desire, desire to be close to his son yeah for sure. it just kind of seemed like otis was not eating it up for performance, but like he was definitely giving into it because he seemed to be enjoying opening up to his father. So I don't know if he's, yeah, as you said, eating I think he's, yeah, it seems like Otis is probably really like craving a relationship with Mm -hmm. a father, if not his father. Yeah. Um, I I was just watching the scene just thinking like, (laughs) God, imagine not only having one, but two parents who constantly therapize Therapize you. you. Yeah. You know, like... He, he makes one sort of classic teenage response and his dad just like spurts out this like, like clinical... overcompensation and yeah like this like clinical yeah. rebuttal and it's just like god that like both of your parents you're just like uh, a, uh, a case study to them. yeah <laughs> yeah i mean his mom is writing the book so he is a case study um mm. He does open up. He talks about fighting with Eric. um, And then he asks about what age he what age his dad lost his virginity, Mm -hmm. uh, which is interesting. It it shows that like he has been thinking about this. Mm -hmm. I mean, he blurted it out to Maeve last episode. (laughs) Um, And, you know, talking about expectations, there is this kind of societal expectation of like losing it soon i don't know it's this weird like teenager thing like oh, you weird. haven't had sex yet it's like I yeah know. i'm 14 yeah. I, it's, i'm not yeah. like it, like it gets it comes across in just like tv shows so much like asparagus especially like american teen stuff like that's set in high school and this show as well this fact that like as soon as you're in the latter years of high school it's like absurd that you wouldn't that you would still be a virgin and it's like i mean it does bring a little bit true for me it's more like everybody's pretending that they're having more sex than they're actually having. And so anybody who's like known to be a virgin, whatever that means, like the rumor is that they are a virgin. It's like, Mm. they're not meeting the standard of this fake standard that everybody's keeping up by lying about how much sex they're having. Well, I've I've even got like a real case scenario. Like I'm not going to name who or what, but recently I had a conversation with someone I know who's under the age of 18 or whatever and he's coming into their final years of high school and he tells me like that the goal because I was like a deep conversation he reckons the goal is to lose his virginity before the end of high school and I'm like dude that's like because I asked him like do you want to do like hookups or like you want like a proper relationship and he's like want a proper relationship I'm like you like you can't rush these things like Hmm. this it's like really toxic to like think that way so it happens in shows and it's clear that this media affects us in real life yeah high school seems like such an artificial like threshold for like 
Yeah, this like sometimes it's spoken about movies like, oh, like I can't go to college and still be a virgin or like mm-hmm. university in our case. And it's like, it's just a little bit later, you know, like mm-hmm. it, I'm sure yeah. it's quite common for lots of people to start college and university and still be virgins. Like, yeah, you're like 19 at that point. Like, it's not that old. It's not <laughs> no. that old. No. Um, yeah. But yeah, again, I feel like in the scene we get Remy's questionable sex therapy advice because he seems both, he seems, as much as he his words try to not be, he still sounds kind of inherently judgmental about the fact he that is. Otis is still a virgin. He's like, yeah. oh, uh, that's cool. Also, I think the way that he talks about it uh, with Otis kind of like is, I would think is like kind of triggering to Otis's complex because he's like, you know, it's like skydiving and other like metaphors that are not actually that pleasant. It shouldn't be terrifying, my dude. And while yes, the first time is probably going to be awkward and like not as smooth as when you've done it 50 times, Mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to be a hugely traumatic experience. I mean, it is for a lot of people. I don't want to discount that, but like setting it up in that way, I think like telling people that it is going to be like awkward and traumatic, just kind of makes it so right like uh, yeah if instead people go in knowing that like I don't know what I'm doing and if you're open with your partner about that it could be way less awkward and just kind of like a fun first experience right yeah. like it doesn't have to be bad I am forever yeah I, I hate this general advice that ha- happens in real life all the time of like the first time will be bad don't mm. worry about it it's a write-off and I'm just like it does, like sure the first time is likely to not be the best sex of your life and mm. it's there's lots of reasons why it may be awkward and not the best but it doesn't have to be bad and I hate us all setting this expectation that it just will be because it I just think it encourages more and more people to do the whole let's get it over with yeah and it's kind of like self-fulfilling prophe- prophecy right like you go in essentially in your mind knowing that it won't be good and therefore you kind of create a situation where mm. it isn't yeah um and I hate that <laughs> Yeah. It's I mean, terrible advice. Honestly, my first time was great. Like it yeah. wasn't as smooth as possible, obviously, but I had a good time. I think the other people had a good time. So like. Yeah, same. I mean, mine definitely was not the best sex of my life, but like I was really happy and comfortable and mm-hmm. it was I, like, to me, I, I felt like it was a success. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, actually the first time I had sex, I wasn't a hundred percent sure that I had had sex, but um, <laughs> aside from that, it was really good. Yeah. My first time. I think the only thing is just like, I was like, oh, am I in the hole type of thing? But that's like, <laughs> but like, where, like, I still have that now. Like, I probably had that like last week. Like, some, like it just goes on forever. It's like, it's always going to be awkward and sometimes. So oh, yeah. Like, it's like, I think it's just an inherently ridiculous activity, right? Oh, like, yeah. It's a silly thing. Everybody's very serious about sex, but it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I think yeah. as you go on, you just realize that sex is absurd. Yeah. <laughs> like, like if just... aliens come to Earth, they're, they're like, you do what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know we make funny faces we make funny noises there are smells like it's just an inherently ridiculous thing and building it up to this big intense thing that we tend to do is like just adding to that kind of like inevitably it'll be bad kind of vibe yeah I think I don't know if Remy was like because the idea of just be like I feel like he was just trying to Otis to like relax like it's it's okay but Mm. he said it so he He said it badly yeah Yeah. and I think yeah Sorry. The idea is just like you're right. Like there's no expectation. Just like, but you didn't say it right. Like I um, think it honestly again just shows how distant he is from Otis. 
and mm. how kind of out of touch he is. Cause if he kind of like knew Otis better and knew where Otis was coming from, he should have known that that wasn't the right advice. Like if he was trying to get Otis to chill out and not make it such a big deal, mm. that wasn't the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, instead yeah. he kind of like, he himself, he was like, oh, I think it was two days after I turned 15. Oh, what? You're still a virgin? That's cool. But just get it over with. And so yeah. Otis is like, so you might like, he, not, he was like, so you're saying I should just do it? Like my dad, you, this is the advice you're doing? He's like, yeah, just, just do just it. Do just do get it. it over with. Which, terrible advice. Terrible yeah. advice. Like even just like, only if you want to. Like, you know, yeah. like just only if you want and to. And you need to decide for yourself if you're ready. Mm-hmm. You need to yeah. think about it and be like, genuinely are you ready like you might be like lily right yeah you see later on it's just like i just want to fucking have sex man (laughs) she's clearly ready yeah but not everybody is in that kind of state of mind and like again like as a sex therapist he should just know like if otis isn't ready now but continues to not be ready and avoid it for all these reasons that he clearly has like that's a separate issue like that's Mm. not that's not just a matter of like pushing through and getting it over with he needs to like address those issues. address the underlying causes that are mm. making him not ready to yeah. have sex if he does want to <laughs> anyway terrible <sighs> advice yeah so just the first like five minutes of the episode just not great for otis in general okay. um he finishes this call with his dad and as he's leaving his mum tries to therapize him on the way it's like <laughs> drive-by therapizing in the hallway and then continues uh, to violate his privacy as soon as he tries, like... He, like, turns the corner and she's already walking into his bedroom. I know, she's like, oh, he won't so talk he, to me? Well, he's around the corner, mm-hmm. so I guess I'll go into his room now. Well, she was uh, eavesdropping, which- wasn't he? Sorry. She oh, was eavesdropping uh, on the conversation. Yeah, yeah, she was, like, hanging a thing in the hallway. She probably spent, like, half an hour making sure it was level or whatever. Yeah. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost seeming like she gravitated towards... Um, her profession just because she was super nosy about other people's lives <laughs> yeah. you know like she yeah. was like I just want to get into other people's I wanna business details. <laughs> I want to know it all I want them to talk to me about it yeah mm. um, she does go in and sees his cupboard that he destroyed which I mean I feel like you would already know given that you would have heard that heard happening that. but yeah. she sees it with her eyes and is clearly like sad about it um then we cut to Jackson training um, and he's like not doing well. He's got a very aggressive coach all of a sudden. Um, and Maeve is there watching and they're just like making eyes at each other the whole time. And his, mm. go- his, his girlfriend, his coach is like, you, you've got all the time in the world for a girlfriend. Focus on your training. Fuck her. Leave her. Like ignore her. Tell her to piss off. Mm. Um, which is, you know, kind of not his place really. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's kind of weird to go and watch somebody train. I don't know. That might just be me. Yeah. I Like it it is inherently a distraction, right? Yeah. I find it interesting. Like, I feel like there's a few glimpses where Maeve seems to just like take on sort of like stereotypical girlfriend role. She does. Which kind of strikes me as odd for Maeve, but maybe part of her wants that kind of normality of a relationship. Like she can just go there and support her boyfriend who's on the swim team. I also... Excuse me. I also think that she, they've been going out probably for like two months now, given the amount of time jumps we've had, Mm. like maybe she's gotten used to it, right? Like she's gotten used to it. He's like still here. He's not going to run away. She's like allowed herself to relax into that kind of. Yeah. It's also like, you know, it's, it's somewhere to go, someone to be with somewhere to go. Like aside from like staying at home alone in a trailer that she Mm -hmm. probably seems to not like being at very much Mm. you know she can just go and do some homework in the seats and hang out with jackson it's probably just nice yeah sounds nice 
um, uh, then we cut to Otis and Eric arriving at school and uh, it's not good. Eric is mm-hmm. very much avoiding looking at him and he's clearly still angry. Um, as Eric is walking in, Adam is like... Suffering from boner, yeah? Woken up straight. We look shit. Which is an interesting thing for him to say on a couple of levels in terms of like implying that he didn't look shit earlier which is kind of nice. It's like a backhanded compliment. Yes. Yeah, I know. It's, it's this funny thing where like no matter what, Eric gets bullied by Adam, mm. yeah. but it seemed like almost before Adam had like a certain like level like of respect, respect for Eric yeah. being who he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's like he's doing his standard bullying on top of like bullying him for not dressing like himself, mm. which is interesting. But again, it kind of shows that Eric can't win with the choices that he makes. Yeah, no. he can't. Um, Maeve and Amy have a chat in the hallway. Wants to talk to Otis about Steve, <laughs> top heavy Steve, as top he heavy. gets referred to. Feel so like, like, like a chubba chub. Feel yeah. like a chubba chub. I should have worn my chubba chub shirt for this episode. Chubba chubs yeah. are circular. I don't get it. No, because it's, it's they're like round on skinny top stick. and skinny stick comes out of it. Big okay. shoulders, okay, tiny okay. okay. legs. Although, lay not, lay I like the, the ice cream cone one, makes more sense. Oh, I was just going to say that didn't make sense to me, but I think I was picturing a different ice cream cone. Now that makes sense. <laughs> like a waffle you cone. Thinking? You think of the little ones? Like I was the... picturing like a Macca's like, yeah. soft serve cone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Um, then Anwar rocks up and is just a dickhead, as he likes to Always. be. Yeah. Um, I think following on from last episode, we're really seeing Amy at the end of her rope with this friendship group. Mm-hmm. Like... She's just like, oh, okay, I'll take him for you. Yeah. And, you know, Maeve is rightly pointing out, like, what the fuck? Why are you hanging out with these yeah. people? It's curious, actually, because, like, as as we're about to get to and, like, discuss in this episode, like, a lot of Amy's arc in this episode is about, you know, doing something for herself and thinking mm-hmm. about what she wants and not just, like, pleasing another person, like, mm-hmm. in a sexual context. But I wonder if that's sort of implicitly carrying on to other relationships in her life. Like, this is mm-hmm. the ticking point where she realises not only in her sex life but in her regular life she can just do things to make herself happy. <laughs> I mean, God, I hope so, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we go to assembly. Otis sits next to Maeve and it's delightfully awkward uh, because <laughs> the last it... time they saw each other, they very much almost kissed. Mm-hmm. It made and... me remember that he had just like that the the, the, I, the I'm a virgin blurred out at the yeah. last episode. I'd kind of yeah. forgotten until I saw their awkward interaction. And I was yeah. like, lol, that's right. It was pretty yeah. good that they even have to like reference that. It's just good that you can just how, I don't know, just good acting is what I'm getting yeah. at. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think it's more effective than one of those, like, previously. On yeah, for, yes. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, then we have the drum roll for the winner of the uh, essay competition, <laughs> and you. it's Adam Graff to every, every, literally Everyone. everybody's surprise, mm-hmm. even Adam's, <laughs> even Maeve's. Maeve was clearly, like, looking, like, hopeful that she was going to yeah. have won it. I just, like, find it that must be a really interesting point where you like accidentally wrote a better essay than your own essay for someone someone who is buying an essay off of you. Like, yeah. Yeah. It makes me think of that time. I like, I like purposely wrote an applicate a job application for someone else. And then I tried really hard on that, but then I accidentally did like a shit application separately and my shit one got the job. And the one that I tried really hard at didn't get the job. Yeah. (laughs) Really? Oh, you need to tell me that story later. Yeah. Um, 
Adam gets called up to read it aloud and he clearly didn't even read it once before handing it in. Uh, so that's pretty funny. Um, and Miss Sands, we've refer- been referring to her as the teacher. Her name is Emily Sands. I actually looked it up this time. So okay. Miss Sands Chris like Sands, turns yeah. around and notices that Maeve is like correcting Adam as he's trying to talk. And she's like, cool, yeah, I know what's going yeah. on here. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Which they should have figured that out ages ago Otis and Maeve have a chat in the hallway And it's mostly about like telling him that Amy wants some therapy Mm -hmm. But I wanted to call out the fact that she's like Don't mention you're a virgin Because people won't take your sex advice Which, you know, kind of fair I mean, they're separate things But we're talking about teenagers here Yeah yeah. It is just adding on to Otis's thing that he's clearly been working on already this episode of like, oh, I really need to lose my virginity. Yeah. Yeah. Like the fact that he just had a conversation with his dad that morning Mm. that was like, I should just lose it. And now Mm. maybe being like, it's bad for business if people find out you're a virgin. It's like, oh shit, maybe I like really need to lose it especially coming from Maeve and this whole like sex clinic thing that is built Mm -hmm. on that and his relationship with Maeve is sort of built on that Mm. I feel like it's extra high stakes that he wants to protect that for sure the nail in the coffin for sure Mm. yeah Yeah. um and then he like turns around and Lily is (laughs) propositioning random guys in the hallway I mean we were talking was it maybe the episode before last about how Lily was only going for virgins, which was an interesting choice. I feel like she's now just been like, I'm just going to ask everybody. I know. She's <laughs> See what asking happens. everyone now. Still so she's ba- she took our advice. She did. She was listening. Branched out. Hey, Lily. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Shout out. Um, Give us a like and a subscribe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and she says this very interesting thing. Uh, What's with you, boys? You've all woken up with boundaries, which, I mean, clearly she's just listened to this societal thing that, like, men just always want to have sex, which, yeah. for anybody listening, is not true not and true. is kind of a toxic stereotype. Yes. Um, but then, like, Otis is like, all right, well, this is the easiest way possible for this <laughs> to happen. I know she's interested. Let's do this. And she says... It's a human man with a penis. Yeah. Wow, that's great for my self-esteem. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, but oh. I do like her sign-off. I'll bring the condoms, you bring the lube. Good. Organizing things. Yep. Everybody should be bringing something to this party. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. Yep. And, <laughs> and yeah, girls can be responsible for bringing the condoms. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like it's, it's just such this weird hang-up. Like, why should I have condoms at my house? You know, like, I don't have a penis. You partake in sex. Condoms are part of that. Also, maybe he's only got one in his pocket and then it breaks. Yeah, also. And you need another one. Or you want to have sex more than once. Yeah, maybe when a guy comes over, you see that he's got some really shitty old condom in his wallet and you'd rather use the one that you, like, that you have stored correctly. Yeah, three years expired, also been wedged in a wallet for those three years. How can you get let a condom go expired? Like, they have such long expiry dates. I mean, I feel like I've definitely had a packet that sat in the back I of the cupboard. Have. Really? Yeah. Oh, I definitely have. Really? I need to go check mine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they, they've they agreed to meet that night. It was kind of funny. He's like, so sometime this week? And she's like, tonight. And yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Inside then we notices, probably like, ah! <laughs> oh, that's very soon. Yeah. He was physically. Uh, I think. Then we keep, mm. we cut to Jean and Jacob 
um and it's like last episode they were both horny for each other but they were playing it very cool gene less so this time it's just completely unmasked they're both just like she's like breathing deeply to control herself like it's (laughs) oh my god i know it's like it's just palpable literally palpable and like when when she opens the door to let him into the house she kind of like walks forward into the doorway so that she has, has to press to her body past. up against <laughs> yeah. it. Like, yeah. it's insane. Uh, so much funny. sexual intention. Even like. just like when she's like, can you possibly take a look at something else first? I know. It's just it's like, like <laughs> laden. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need my pipes checked. Clean, you yeah. know, like, <laughs> just put some bad 70s porno music in the background and it's done. Um, then they have an interesting conversation about hating your children, which I don't know. <laughs> I have complex feelings about. (laughs) So you just like your son too. (laughs) He does say your son is very angry, which he was very angry. He's Mm. a frustrated young man. Um, And then he therapizes her, which I love as like a turning the tables. Do you always avoid questions like this? Like, (laughs) yeah, get her. Do you like this, Gene? How's it feel? How's it feel? Tastes (laughs) earlier in medicine, Gene. Um, then we cut to Amy and Otis having a session. And I, I will say like up until now, he, when he has these like formal sessions, uh, the first one is often bad. Like he's yeah. mm. in weird clinical mode, but he's, he is actually just talking like a normal person now. So I feel yeah. like he is, he's getting better at this whole like sex therapy thing, which is nice. Yeah. Um, Amy is trying to be sexy with Steve or what she thinks he will think is sexy. I find this whole Amy Steve arc so relatable. Oh my God. I I remember, I totally remember the first time I was with a guy and he asked me what I wanted in the bedroom, Mm -hmm. which was honestly quite late in my in my sexual career. (laughs) Like it was, I remember being quite old and literally having that moment where I was like, no one's ever asked me that before. Oh, oh my God. And just, and like the panic being like, I don't know what I like, like, holy shit. And it's, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Steve, he says the line, do you actually want me to do any of that stuff? Which I, it's like, it's interesting, right? Because on one hand, Amy is, as she says herself, she is performing, right? She's doing what she thinks other people want to see. But there are people who do like that. So I like, I don't want this scene to be an excuse to hate on people who do like it when people yeah. come on their face or whatever. Oh, no, yeah. Like, yeah. there's two sides of the coin. In Amy's case, she is performing and doing things she doesn't want to do. And it's good that we stop that behavior. Yeah. And I kind of like, because it is kind of written that the reason Steve's asking is because he's like, it doesn't seem like you actually want me to do those things. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the fact that he is kind of like reading her body language correctly. Which is nice. Uh, But yeah, otherwise, of course, it's totally fine to do those things. Shout out Steve though, for real. Yeah, what a guy. Oh my God. What a man. And I was like, again, just it was so relatable. I was so happy that like Amy gets this in high school still, you know, Mm. like a partner that is actually asking her what she wants. How wonderful. I do like when she's talking to Otis and she says in a very like confused tone, like his thing is girls properly enjoying sex. Like (laughs) what? What is, how is that a thing? I've never heard of this. This doesn't show up in any of the porn that I've seen. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's exactly where it comes from. Um, But then she like, she kind of extrapolates this. He's, Otis is like, are you 
being fake and she's like yeah I'm always fake like I'm yeah always... so matter of factly like it never occurred to her that there was another way to be yeah. yeah so like what you were saying earlier hopefully this is her awakening to like it in her general life not just her sex life like you don't need yeah. to be fake you can just be oh. yourself yeah. you can just hang out with Maeve openly because you're <laughs> clearly very good friends you know well well yeah again like a, a back to our theme of expectations mm. you know mm. like this is the perfect example of like the the implicit expectation that I think women and especially young women a lot of the time feel that their role in sex is to please the other party yeah and and them figuring out how sex works is often just around like figuring out how to please the other person like that's guys it takes two to tango come on yeah yeah Yeah. and sex is better when everybody's enjoying it oh (laughs) i know we we talked i think in some of our the earlier episodes we we commented on how like some of the sex therapy sessions that otis was having perfectly like paralleled what he was going through mm-hmm. personally and emotionally and I thought this was a really oh yeah really like perfect one where he starts he has to talk about like masturbation shame mm. um to someone else when yeah. he that's an ongoing struggle for himself yeah it is a it's an interesting kind of split he has because he's saying all the right things right and mm. he clearly logically understands that this is all fine mm. but then emotionally he's traumatized by what happened yeah. to him as a child and he can't actually like do yeah. It. yeah I do wonder if him having an excuse to even like say the words out loud is doing some good for him to yeah. just yeah. verbalize that it is normal yeah mm-hmm. and that you should do it to like understand your own body and what you find pleasurable and things like that yeah um there is a line from Amy that is not great where I mean, and Otis does talk about how, like, women are often told to view masturbation as a bad thing. And I mean, yeah. men also, but to a yeah. lesser extent, yeah. it's more of a joking thing with men. Yeah, like, I feel like with men, it's kind of like implied that, like, masturbation is gross and dirty, but, like, it's an expectation that men but you're do doing it, anyway. it anyway. Yeah, like, yeah. men can't help but Boys do will it, be but boys. Masturbate. Yeah, yeah, but it's just, like, this dirty habit that all boys mm. have. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas uh, women don't get to do that. Again, because, I don't know. To me, it just always feels like there's this in, in, inherited belief that, like, it's not like women don't have their own sexual gratification, like aren't allowed yeah. their own sexual If there's no man in the room, what the hell would she even do anyway? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. what <laughs> women, women's pleasure doesn't matter. Yeah. Slash, slash exist. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but she does say, uh, no, I don't do that. I always have a boyfriend. And, like, I just want to say, people, you're a, totally allowed to and should, if you're interested, masturbate while you have a partner. It's oh, a yeah. different mm-hmm. sexual I act. know. Thank They're you. separate things. So much. I've, like, I've read so much on the bloody, like, sex subreddit or, like, other places of Reddit or anything, um, you know, where someone's partner has been, like, offended or upset about it and tried yeah. to have, like, tried to provide more sex as, like, a solution like Mm. as long as they give out as much sex as they could possibly want they remove the need for masturbation and it's like you're totally right they're different things different things different things you can want to masturbate and not want to have sex like they are not interchangeable absolutely i mean sometimes it's nice to just like be completely self-centered right like you don't have to worry about anybody else it's Mm -hmm. just like you alone having a good time um 
And sometimes it's just like, I just need a quick release and it takes 30 seconds and it's also, done. Yeah. Like hop in the shower. Yeah. yeah. Like, like yeah. sex, there's another person there and you're, there, there's things going back and forth mm. and like both literally and figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. But um, yeah, I mean, like some people just want to like masturbate quickly and go to sleep, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And there's also this like, conflation that it's like cheating in some way which mm. is kind of mind-blowing to me because it's who are they cheating on you with themselves, themselves like, come on guys yeah. think I about know. it a little bit more it's just a fun thing to do that your body does naturally like I know not for most people anyway don't want to mm. exclude people who don't like masturbation like that's also that's totally, totally valid. Fine. Yeah. but like yeah. there's a difference between genuinely not liking masturbation and thinking you're not allowed to do it or thinking that it's dirty because society has told you it's dirty like mm-hmm. yeah yeah Anyway, um, and I do like at the end, she's like, so you're prescribing a wank. And it's like, yeah, that's what he's doing. He's yeah. prescribing a wank. Go fill your prescription. <laughs> um, we cut to swing band. Uh, Eric is not playing well as he has done previously. Um, and everybody knows that it's him. Uh, he gets called out by some dickhead up the back who's really unkind about it. It's the bassist. Um, yeah, bloody bassists. Hey, <laughs> lucky yeah, there are no Ma- bassists Mabel, here yeah, in the yeah, room. Yeah. <laughs> um, he gets called out, and so he's just like, "Fuck it, I'm out. I'm I can't deal with this." Which fair, yeah, like you know, yeah. you got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the teacher tries to be cool. Hey, E man, like, what's going on? And Eric yeah. is rightly so. Like, my name is fucking Eric. I have I literally have yelled at teacher my name at a teacher before because he kept calling me boy and it was like excuse me my name is Matt please call me that and I totally like I just completely vibed with Eric in this moment yeah Um, and yeah he is quite cruel but like I don't know I feel like in certain situations it's better to let the student just go clearly they're having a bad time maybe go and talk to them in the hallway instead of like accosting them in class in front of everybody where they feel defensive and I don't know. Yeah. I also feel like the teacher, like, and that seems to happen a lot in this school because we see there's just like so much high school bullying just happening Mm. everywhere, you know? And I think the teachers have clearly gotten so used to it that they just let it run rampant. Like in this situation, he tries to intervene once he sees that Eric is super upset. Mm -hmm. But, like, I honestly think he should have intervened much sooner when, like, that, that bassist was calling out names. And, like, the, as they have been repeatedly through these classes, like, there should be, they, he should stamp that out at the, at the origin, you know? I mean, my experience of high school was that teachers didn't do much about bullying that happened right in front of them to me. So, like, I think this is a pretty accurate reflection of what school is like for a lot yeah, of kids. Yeah, it's, it's bad behavior management. <laughs> yeah. He runs uh, off. Um, but what what I find really nice is that Lily runs after him yeah. because it's clear that they have become close after their fun little escapade. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she does clearly, she's like quite emotional about it. So she clearly cares a lot about him, which is just nice to see that he does have mm. friends in the room, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Even though he, I feel like he doesn't really realize that he has friends in the room at the moment. He's feeling, I feel like he feels like lonely and cut off because he's still dealing with his trauma. And yeah. he's fighting with his best friend at the same time. And it's just all kind of building up. Yeah. Um, uh, then as he's running out, he pushes past Anwar. 
Uh, and Anwar says something pithy and totally unnecessary as he does. And he punches him in the face, which I mean is, is that, a bad thing to do, but yeah. I totally understand from a, like a feelings <laughs> point of view. Like, that yeah, feels but it, cathartic to a certain extent. It looks so brutal, you know. That's, like that was Anwar, a good punch, and then he's like spitting up blood, and he looks so like Anna looks so scared. Shocked. Really, it's, it's probably the first time someone's ever stood up to him though, with all yeah. this shit talking and that. Like, yeah. Oh, I think, yeah. yeah, I think even us as though, like, we can't help but feel like some catharsis because he, like, he's just always been such a dick. He's always to awful. They made an effort at the start of the episode to make yeah. him be awful to Amy. So, yeah. 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 I don't know. I, like, violence is always not the answer. Not- and I find it still very confronting. <laughs> yeah. Um, he keeps running, goes to the bathroom, and then gets called to the office. Always a dramatic thing in any high school, I think, when that announcement mm-hmm. comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, What's interesting is we don't see him talking to Principal Groff and I think it would have been illuminating to see how he treats Eric as distinct from how he treats Adam when Adam is doing bad things because mm. I think it probably would be different, but we don't get to see that, unfortunately. Mm. Um, then Maeve and Jackson are chatting. Uh, Maeve is clearly, like, wanting some validation for her essay, right? Like, yeah. I think yeah. that's that's what's happening I, here. Yeah, I found this. Yeah, I found it kind of cute that she still clearly has like a certain pride about her own essay, but mm-hmm. she like wants to be cool about it. So, so she just. So, she, what do you think of Adam's essay? Yeah, just she casually. wants Jackson to compliment Adam's essay and for her to like like to to get that praise. Yeah. <laughs> without having to be uncool and ask for praise about her essay. Yeah, I do love that Jackson is honest. Is like I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Jackson kind of like benches her as his girlfriend like we can't hang Mm. out as much anymore I've got to focus on trials so clearly what the coach said has kind of gotten through to him in a certain way I don't really get that like just don't come to training when yeah I don't I don't I mean maybe that's maybe he is training a lot and that is like legitimately one of the few times they can hang out Mm. or something yeah I kind of wonder if like it's Jackson like I think he's I wonder if he's having like a bit of like inner turmoil and like him sort of like having all this fun and being himself around Maeve for the first time is almost making him face his own priorities and mm-hmm. like take his training less seriously. And so I think he's almost trying to like put up a wall so that he doesn't have to face the fact that maybe he doesn't want to train so mm-hmm. intensely anymore. Mm-hmm. And so he's kind of like trying to ch- choose his denial and well, and we, distance himself then we, yeah, and then he goes to the complete opposite at the end of the episode as well mm. but i think that's because we see well we'll get to it but when he's yeah swimming without her you can clearly see he's not satisfied yeah yeah achieved a better time yeah. yeah which i think kind of like show like that's what kind of shows me that he's trying to choose like deliberately yeah. and consciously choose training even though he doesn't actually want it like mm. he would prefer to just hang out with Maeve for sure yeah um then Jackson's brother rocks up and she Maeve, like Maeve's, Maeve's, Maeve's brother. brother. Maeve's brother. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> um, and she like runs up and starts hitting him. And Jackson goes into like protective boyfriend <laughs> mode. What have you done to my girlfriend? And Maeve rightly is like, go away. I know. You don't know what the hell's going on. Just stop. I know. Um, and her first question is like, where have you been? Which as he like just disappeared, we learn out later, learn about later. And I feel like as a kid, that would be just like, like, what do you fucking do in that scenario? Like, just 
be sad about it, I guess. I know. Because yeah. I, I get the feeling like the the way she acts with her brother in this episode, it makes it seem like they were a bit of a team. Like it was yeah. her and her brother and they'd, they'd both come from the shitty family life and had the shitty parents and it was like them versus the world. Mm-hmm. So it just seemed like it, it was the ultimate betrayal for her like one partner to abandon her. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and that's where we see her wall with everyone else as well. It's like she's mm. been let down before. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. And I, I also wonder if she could never tell anybody about it because if she'd told anybody that as a, you know, a 16-year-old that she's living by herself, then all sorts of government agencies get involved, which... Yeah. You know. That might actually explain... I don't know. Like, I guess well, it doesn't explain, but <laughs> maybe that would limit some of her access to benefits and, like, welfare mm. benefits because she would have to, like, go through the system as a... Yeah, for sure. As an unsupervised... Minor. 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 Yeah. 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 Um, So he like wants the house keys and he goes away. And Jackson says, I didn't know you had a brother, but I thought she mentioned him last episode when she was talking about how she didn't have a shiny family. She was like, I think she mentioned, she did mention it earlier. Was that to Otis? Maybe it was to Otis. I think it might have been to Otis. Because I think you then see later when she's talking to Otis about it, like he's not surprised that she has a brother. Yeah, right. Um, I don't think it came up with Jackson. Then we cut to Eric and his dad. He's been suspended plus detention for the rest of the term, which... That's a very big, I was going to say, that's a very big like sentence. Like We've seen much worse, I feel like, in the school with much less... With much less punishment, especially because I'm fairly sure Eric has been, like, a model student up Mm. until this point. I don't know if they're trying to do the, like, shock and awe tactic of, like, he'll never do it again if we, like, Mm. really punish him. Does this school have a (laughs) counsellor? I don't think so. (laughs) It doesn't doesn't seem like it. I I think Principal Gruff... I was going to say, it's probably Mr. Gruff. Oh, God. Yeah. Um... Eric is like literally openly crying in the car and his dad is still like not showing much compassion. And like, I think you can see on his face that he's worried and sad, but like, I don't think in what he says, he's like communicating that to Eric. Yeah. Um, he did. Eric does. He's like, you told me to toughen up. And his dad's like, well, not like that. It's like, well, you did just say <laughs> toughen up. So, I know. It's like, like you should have been clearer. And I, yeah. yeah, again, this, this feels like, Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but back to our theme. I mean, that's the whole point of this series. Read too much into it, do it. (laughs) But, you know, it's just like in terms of Eric clearly like trying to choose some other path to walk down and he's getting all these like mixed messages and like his dad is telling him, you know, not to do that, not to be himself, to toughen up. And then Eric, you know, dresses blandly or more conventionally goes to school ends up like you know showing his rage in a traditionally masculine way punching Mm. some kid in the face but again that was wrong like that wasn't the right way to do it and you know and then you see it in the next lines like his dad's trying to provide advice and he's like what kind of man do you want to be and Eric's just like, what kind of man do you want me to be? He's like, I don't like you tell me I'm trying to like do the right thing. I'm trying to like do what you want me to do. Tell me what it is. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I don't think you're reading too much into it. I think that's exactly (laughs) what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. It's real sad. Yeah. I mean, you can especially tell, like you said, like Eric's just feeling so alone. And even when he was talking to his dad, he's like, I'm sick of everyone treating me like shit. And that's just like all he's feeling at the moment from everywhere. And 
Ah, uh, you just feel for him. You really do. Man, I really regret my predictions. Uh, yeah, it's your fault, bitch. Uh, you I, feel like, I do feel like I'm responsible. <laughs> I mean, the show had already aired. Um, yes, but... it's not totally up to you. <laughs> um, then we go to Maven Miss Sands, and Miss Sands is like, I know you wrote Adam's essay. It's like, yeah, cool. Mm. Um, but it's like a good, it's a good thing. She's like, I want you to join whatever they call their accelerated program. She says this really lovely thing is like, you're, uh, I can't remember the bit leading up to it, but she said like, you're an original thinker, which I think would be a really nice thing to hear. Yeah. Like recognition that she is smart and inventive and all these yeah. things that she kind of knows about herself, but she's getting, actually, she's getting that validation that she wanted to get from Jackson, right? Like by asking about Adam's essay, the teacher is like yeah. telling her you did a good job, yeah. good job, but like submit it yourself next time sort of thing. Yeah, I think the teacher says something like, sorry, Miss Sands says something like, um, you know, a lot of people have acquired knowledge, mm. but not everyone can come up with new ideas. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's yeah. me. I, I'm all acquired oh. knowledge and no new ideas. Uh, <laughs> I'm all really ideas have... and no acquired knowledge. <laughs> I hope we see more of her. She'd be a good, she gives that affirmation, as you said, to um, mm. me that she needs. So, mm. but um, I feel like she won't be around for long. I don't know. Another prediction. <laughs> we will see. I just don't think they'll use her the way that I think they should, is what I'm getting at. But okay. 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 Mm. Um, then we get to Otis and Lily's big night. Um, oh, God. Otis this is getting fun. ready, smelling his clothes and his breath. I mean, it's a good thing to do. Check if your breath smells. Just brush your teeth anyway, maybe. Um, <laughs> Lily gets there and says, let's do this, which I don't know. I love her. She's so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it cuts them awkwardly sitting next to each other on the bed, which is, I don't know, about as well as you could probably expect it to go. Yeah. Um, and it just, for the rest of their time together in this scenario, it is very clear that Otis is just not ready for any of this. She like they're chatting and she goes to kiss him and he like literally squeals. Screams. Like, <laughs> ah. Yeah. Like I think right then and there, Lily, that's the signal to pack up and go home because it's not working. Um, yeah, you want enthusiastic consent. <laughs> enthusiastic consent. Um he says, I'm not very experienced. She says, Me either. That's the it's point. The point yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh he says he wants to take things slow, which I totally respect as a like mm. What they are modeling well is talking about what you want to do, like verbalizing your feelings about what's going on. Yeah. He's just in denial about actually wanting to do it. Yeah. Um, he wants to put some music on to set the mood <laughs> and it goes to whale noises, which uh, I don't know. He says it's like to help him sleep. I feel like that would definitely keep me awake i don't know about anybody else whale sounds forever just make me think of dory in finding <laughs> so all definitely i hear not. is ellen degeneres making whale noises not gonna help me sleep for sure <laughs> <laughs> um and then lily gives us some fun facts about whale sex which is always fun they the blue whale does have the largest penis in the world and if you look up a photo of it it is quite tall taller than a human which is Seven just foot. fun to think about i think um, you could drown in their cum yeah i wasn't going to mention that quote but yes she does say that too <laughs> <laughs> and theoretically you could i mean you can drown in a you very drown any cum. Yeah, yeah. Drown, yeah. <laughs> that's true um he says i would take things slow and she says exactly how slow are we talking because i'm good to go which 
mad respect for Lily. Um, Adam gets home and there's a surprise party for him, which is hilariously like over the top and yeah. shows that this may be the one bright spot in an otherwise pretty dismal schooling career, unfortunately. Yeah. Like they invited the grandparents over, there's cake, <laughs> like we're having a legitimate party. His dad does not know how to give him praise. That's the thing I took away from this scene is that like he can't say a nice thing to Adam. He's like, yeah. it's already been said. Well done. It's like, that's not a compliment. You're avoiding giving him the compliment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It comes across like clearly, clearly Adam has never been celebrated before in that house. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even though he clearly knows that this is unearned, I, mm. it comes across like he's kind of enjoying a lot of it because he's just starved of praise and affection in that mm-hmm. house. Like, mm. Like being celebrated and having nice things said about you for once, I think just must feel nice. really good. Yeah. Or just feel kind of nice for once. And I feel like we see from his parents, like the two directions you can go in in that scenario. His dad doesn't know how to give praise and so does nothing. And his mom just goes ridiculously in the other direction and hosts a surprise party for him. I do love yeah. that when he walks in, his reaction to the surprise is like quite viscerally fearful. <laughs> like he's like, oh, I know. Because, I mean, I guess he's not expecting it. No. Yeah. I I do think, like, his parents should probably realise that you don't need an award as an excuse to just say nice things and praise your child. Yeah. Like, Like you can praise them for anything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What about his artwork, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm, I don't think. Of flustered penises. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that that's something that they could find beauty in. Like, I feel like, you know, if I imagine myself as a cool dad in the future, it would be like, (laughs) it's really well done. Maybe not appropriate for your school assignments, you know? Maybe just like keep that to yourself for a couple of years until you're an adult. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Um, we'll see some like hectic character development and and later on his parents will praise him for his dick pics. Maybe. Not on my prediction list. Not on your (laughs) list. (laughs) No. Then we cut to Maeve getting home and like panicking because she bumps into one of her landlords, but her brother has paid for rent, which I think she is surprised by. And Mm. like, I also get the sense she's also a little relieved. Like, well, I mean, if nothing else, I don't have to worry about rent this week. That's good. Mm. Maeve's brother is cooking pancakes, attempting to like, smooth over the kind of friction uh we learn that he has been gone for four months which is interesting he must have like left not long before the show started yeah, yeah. given that we've had a couple of months of maven jackson going out like he it must have been relatively recent so uh, i mean that always provides some interesting context to the the inception of the sex clinic mm. because it's exactly when she kind of realized she was going to have to start supporting herself mm-hmm. and she had just lost a family revenue stream. So it yep. kind of makes sense yeah. that she would it need does, that yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he left because he was in trouble. She thinks he was selling drugs, but he says he was selling sneakers. Mark me down as skeptical. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I honestly, like the way he was saying it, like, I think she believed him, maybe, but I just don't believe him. <laughs> it feels like a convenient story. I don't know. Um, I feel like this needs a prediction. Um, <laughs> I'll come back to it. You come back to it. Yeah, I'll come back to it. 
Um, she says, why are you back then? Do you need money? Which I think also maybe hints that maybe as much as they were a team earlier, he has been, you know, exploitative of her in the past in terms of like mm. being a bit of a, a leech. Mm. Um, and then, you know, he has to go and he does borrow money off her in the end, right? Yeah. But she does she does give it to him without kicking up yeah. with us. So. I mean, he did pay rent, which was probably more than $10. That's so. a good point, actually. Yeah. She He did just, yeah. like, probably give up all of his money to pay the rent. Yeah, I'm kind of, it kind of implies that he somehow had the exact amount of rent money mm. and not $10 more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we cut to Amy attempting to masturbate, which is this, a fun this scene. Is, yeah, this is weird to say, but it's probably my favorite scene of the episode. It's a bit yeah. creepy to say, but oh my god, no! Fun. Rainbow unicorn undies on Amy, yeah. amazing touch, and masturbation montage is great. So if, good. If I not... love when she turns the hair dryer on, like maybe this will work. <laughs> oh my god, I love the music in it. Like yeah. it's it's such great. It's like eighties montage music. Yeah. Um, I mean, would it have been too on the nose to have "I Touch Myself" be the, <laughs> the soundtrack? Maybe, but it also would have been great. Yeah, I love it. Um, I think my only qualm is that it maybe is a little idealistic of how this all goes down. Yeah. Like it, or maybe maybe I just wish that had been my experience. I feel mm. like. As, as like a young teenager, I like tried this idea of masturbation. I, it was mainly like that first scene where she mm. tries to touch herself and is like, mm, mm. no. Yeah. And then like fast forward two years before I try again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I have a similar experience. It was, well, I don't think it was two years, but I definitely tried once and I was like, eh, I don't know what's going on. No. And then, I think you know, it- a couple yeah. of weeks later, it was like, oh, maybe I do know what's going on. <laughs> I think it took me a long time to kind of realize how much of it is like mental game and that yeah. like literal physical sensations without being in the right headspace just feel completely differently. And masturbation doesn't work without two sides of the, the masturbation fantasy. coin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do love that, like, she comes and then's like, I want a crumpet. A crumpet yeah. <laughs> it's like, She's I like, want this generation's version of a cigarette after sex is just a crumpet. <laughs> it's, a crumpet. <laughs> it's a very, like, Brit. Brit very like, Brit. Yeah. 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 Um. Then we go back to Otis and Lily and they are laying on the bed holding hands, uh, which is, yeah. I guess, progress from sitting on the bed holding hands. But uh, Lily says, okay, this is too slow. We've been holding hands for 45 minutes. 45 minutes, minutes my God. I think that's fair. <laughs> yes. Good to verbalize how you're feeling. Um, I'm surprised that she put up with that for 45 I, minutes. I was going to say. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it might have been a bit of like hyperbole to really drive yeah. home about how not sexy this sure. scenario is. Yeah. Also, though, the music at this point had moved on to a different part of the playlist and it was like opera music or something, which again, <laughs> not the sexiest unless you're specifically into that. Yeah. Um, I I just have a note here. Like Otis clearly just doesn't want to do this. Like there's just he just keeps being more and more obvious that he is not in the mood. Every time she suggests something, he's like, "Oh no, I know." <laughs> yeah. Um, and then she's like going, and he's like, "No," like he he clearly has this like determination. Like I need like, I need to, to do, do this. Do yeah. Um, and like he takes his shirt off. And she says, you're quite sexy. You're actually quite sexy, which is, you know, a little boost to his ego. Yeah. And then he's like, 
you're sexy too in the most <laughs> unbelievable way possible but i like that she's like, she's I, like know. I know <laughs> yeah. i know i got it mm. and then she struts over to the, the stair stereo. oh yeah does a little dance oh, this, oh my actually, God. i take it back this is my favorite scene it's yeah. so yeah. good she's yeah. so good to have i would love to have that self-confidence it's great um she's like squeeze my nipples and he then proceeds to squeeze like the whole of the front of her boob like I just know. like and in this very like crab claw kind of awkward like oh yes do you like I this know. i like really didn't understand like what was happening like my only explanation is that the nerves have completely gone to oh, his head because yeah, yeah. like he must know like some basic anatomy of like yeah. and then I'm, uh, you could see her nipples too i'm just saying so he had something to aim for yeah yeah, yeah. um the reason she goes over to dance though is because his fantasy friday music comes <laughs> on and it's like dungeons and dragons music which it was weird because i didn't notice it immediately it felt like like music that the show had put in as like dramatic music i don't know what the right word is for that like mm. not music that was in the scene but like setting the mood and i was like oh this is a weird tone but then i'm like oh it's coming out of his speakers it's like <laughs> in the scene very funny uh otis cannot handle her dancing just like is like so uncomfortable <laughs> but no, then he starts dancing with her and he has his arms up and he's like oh, like a little bit of a shuffle yeah oh. I know, but like kind of like wincing at the same time like, yeah. like oh what are we doing i hate all of this this is not working yeah. um then we have another Jean and Jakob scene. Um, oh he's like, I'm finished. Do you want to come and have a look? And then she pulls fluff off of him and he excuse to touch him, I guess. And he <laughs> says, are you going to sniff my head again? <laughs> Which hilarious. Oh um, they talk God. about pheromones. I didn't actually look up whether this is a real thing. It sounds kind of fake to be honest, but like maybe it's a real thing. Yeah, I really enjoyed watching Jean kind of again, like Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Like Jean pulling a classic Otis and yeah. like just spurting out scientific facts when she's <laughs> in a nervous situation. Yeah. Um, and then they finally, finally it happens and they start making out quite aggressively. Very well. aggressively. They're like I know, I, both keen. I, I think it's, I don't know, this is exactly how I wanted the Jakob kiss to go, kind of like animalistic, just mm-hmm, like he's mm-hmm. he's such a sexy beast of a man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we cut back to there's a lot of love going on in this house right now. Cut back, oh, well, attempted love at least. Um, Lily is like she's like licking him and biting him and kissing him all at the same time. It's very (laughs) weird. When we like, when she pulls back later, there is like visible moisture on him, which is just kind of too much for me. Um, Yeah. (laughs) If you're drooling on someone, it's probably a little much unless they're asking for that. Yeah. It's very like zero to a hundred. And I think this, this is kind of a depiction of what I feel like a lot of teenage sex situations often end up as again, I'm, I'm like partially blaming a lot of media for this because Mm sex scenes are always just like the throes of passion you know mm. you're like in it and they don't really show how you get from up. like you know they don't show how you get from like sitting on the bed next to each other knowing that you've come here decided to have sex and then how you get to like actually being in the which middle which is a of- shame right because i feel like the first little bits like the like the beginnings of it they're almost the best part honestly yeah. like the yeah. tension and the yeah. release of that tension mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and as you like slowly can get more comfortable with someone's body mm-hmm. and like build up actually but yeah, yeah. i think lily doesn't know that yet lily oh, yeah. just dives right in um 
She asked if she can touch his penis, which is good consent, continual process. Yep. Yep. Um, but that is clearly far too much for him. And he has a very bad panic attack, like a really yeah. bad panic attack. Um, he says, go get my mum." Like, yeah. 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 Um, and then, oh, then he kind of like blanks out and like goes to we a get flashback. flashback. A flashback yeah. Of his parents fighting. And it's like a direct result of the sex that he witnessed and again, just like really reinforcing every negative thing he has in his brain about sex at this point. It's like, yeah. sex does this. This is what sex is about. Sex is about ruining relationships. Yeah. Never yeah. have sex ever again. And- I think this is, sorry, this is the worst we see of Remy, right? Like clearly manipulating fucking Gene. And it's like, yeah. oh my God. It's- I, I can't handle you when you like this. I'm- oh, 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 she's angry that you cheated on her. How I dare know. she? Yeah. I know. He's. The worst. Mm. He's the worst. He's like he's like trying to accuse her of being like a crazy angry woman or something, yeah. as though he hasn't done anything horribly wrong. There's nothing oh. bad about what I did. I mean, aside from the cheating, it's also the super bad ethical breach of like yeah. the therapist stuff. Like it's just oh my god, I know so many levels. Actually, like, did she not report him? She should have. Yeah, like she should have had his license. I mean, removed. I don't know. Maybe there's no. That's not a thing. I mean, surely it's a thing. I, I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe there would have been something where like the patient would have had to like complain about it. Or something. Well, you could also think there's like probably like outside of like the um, professional side of it, like her relationship, like what would that mean with like the divorce? Like, would it get more ugly than what it should be if they just had like a more of like a mutual yeah. split? I mean, maybe she's really just thinking about herself and Romy at this yeah. point. Yeah, we'll get and to the more complex I, stuff later. I, I just think even her as like a as like a professional sex therapist, she should like also be concerned about the patient's welfare. She should, but like she should have been concerned about Otis's attitudes towards sex when she said yeah. all that shit to him. Yeah. So yeah. it's just we're, we're dealing with a family of questionable sex therapists. Yeah, like. absolutely. <laughs> um, and like Remy runs away. He like he can't handle it. He like nopes out. And yep. that's like not the best thing he, to do. He strikes me as a coward with conflict. Mm. Like he would just leave. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Otis wakes up and everybody's like looking at him because he's just like had a panic attack and passed out on the floor. So fair mm. enough. Um, I do like that Lily is completely unabashed and open about what happened because like I think my interpretation is she's worried about what happened and doesn't want to confuse the issue by lying. Like we were trying to have sex and I think it was a bit much for him, which is a funny way of phrasing it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I I also get the feeling like she has no other way of being other than just stating everything matter of factly. Yeah. 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 And we love her for it. Yeah. Um. We cut back to Maeve and Sean, um, and he says, you're not really dating action man, are you? Uh, which is interesting. I wonder if she's seen he's seen the guys she's dated in the past or he just, like, I don't know, has an intuition about what her type is or something. I don't know. Yeah, it made me wonder if they have a sort of, like, the same just, like, family vibe of, I guess of like where they sit in the social mm. status ladder okay. where she originally was like I you know why would someone like Jackson ever date someone like me and he is also like you know we're not like those those people like why yeah. would you date one of them yeah mm. that's a good point mm. um he says something like he's nice is he and maybe he's like yeah he's a really good guy and he, 
her brother looks kind of confused like what what's going on? I don't I don't understand what you just said <laughs> so I don't know I don't know if more of that will come up it was just kind of an interesting interstitial scene like I found, it, I found it was interesting she doesn't really list much about Jackson's personality she just lists his social status she's like mm. he has a good family he's good at school mm. she doesn't say like he's funny he's loyal or anything like that so again could that just be showing us that and I mean we also know from last episode that like the good family thing is like not necessarily true in that his family is like going through a crisis at the moment so mm. I mean maybe she just meant that it's like a good supportive family who are there for each other but like I, I almost got the sense that she was trying to make him look as good as possible to the brother. Right. Okay. I don't yeah. Know. I don't know. I think I was kind of reading it more like Mitch as well. You know, um, I think just, but like, I think it definitely comforted her when Jackson opened up and showed his like vulnerabilities and like showed the cracks in his, his perfect family life. Mm. But I think she probably still sees them all as like relatively good family, like sure, relatively yeah. Yeah. good things. And I, I did also kind of, when she was listing those things to her brother, I was like, yeah, that is strange. Because first when she just said he's nice and her mm. brother was like, oh, he's nice. Mm. I That's 100% me. I've had so many people ask me about people I've been dating and they're like, nice isn't a real adjective. Like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, now I'm kind of more like, I think nice is a perfectly good, good reason yeah. to date someone. Like, right. why wouldn't you want someone who's nice? What more do I have to explain? But no, then when she went on to list other things, it did sort of feel like maybe as we've suspected earlier, she really likes the sort of implied stability that comes with dating someone like jackson Mm -hmm. for sure that's that's what i'm getting Mm. yeah Yeah. but maybe that is just because i'm like a hard like otis mave shipper yeah (laughs) that just wants an excuse to like destabilize their relationship (laughs) throw that wrench Uh, just, just declaring a potential conflict conflict of interest, of interest yeah, yeah. <laughs> then we go back to otis's uh lily is telling the family about her erotic okay. comics which i love um and then that kind of wraps up uh, jacob is just sitting there being like huh okay 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 um otis is then walking her out and they have a nice little like sorry this didn't go according to plan and she was like my expectations were extremely low to be honest which I mean that's probably a good place to be like set your expectations low and be pleasantly surprised I mean so in this case the expectations that Otis was trying to fulfill were more about you know his His own own. perceived expectations that he was putting on himself and fortunately Mm -hmm. Lily had very low expectations (laughs) fortunately (laughs) um then Ola rocks up and she's like thief How's your how much, luck? How much do you love Ola? As, love soon, Ola. as soon as I like, heard so the band pull up, I hadn't even seen her in the scene yet. I was like, yes, Otis and Ola. Otis mm. and Ola. So do you ship Maeve and Otis? Or Otis I know, I was just Ola? saying, oh, after yeah. I said I'm such a Maeve and Otis shipper, I'm, pro- I'm also an Ola and Otis shipper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it's because we've seen Otis and Maeve from the start. I'm like, yeah, with Otis and Maeve still, that Ola's just so much Ola's fun. just so cool. I mean, yeah. it, as much as I relate to Maeve I kind of like wish I had more in common with Ola like I, yeah. I wish she was me I wish I was her <laughs> be the Ola you want to see in the world I know <laughs> um and she's like I think your dad like I think my dad likes your mum and I I just love that she just says this I mean we see it immediate after this where she just asks Otis out like there's no like 
mucking around with Ola. She's just right. very direct in a, a good way, I think. I think I wish more yeah. people were direct. Like she comes across as very smart and emotionally mature. Like she mm-hmm. can like read a room and just act accordingly and have an appropriate amount of confidence about herself. Yeah, for sure. Um I do like uh when Otis is like, my mom doesn't really do boyfriends. She's a man eater. And Ola's like that's an interesting thing to say about your mother. It is. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I mean, it's correct. I think we saw that in the earlier episodes, right? Yeah. Um, I wonder what that says about her and Jakob, though, because she's not super smooth with Jakob, right? Like, it has been kind of a bumbling, awkward, like, flirtationship, whereas it, it was implied with the other guys that she was just, like, in control like in charge yeah. of the situation so yeah maybe... well that seemed to be her type she like deliberately seemed to choose younger men where she had like the experience she could keep a position of power over mm-hmm. them and then Jakob walks in and she, she's she under his it. sway <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I'll ask him out very directly it's quite nice and I, I yeah. think he's like pleasantly surprised by it Otis and Jean are back in the living room and they're very like, it's very friendly all of a sudden. Mm. I, I don't know if anybody else noticed that because like, you know, in the last couple of episodes, there's been some tension and some yeah. um, some conflict, but all of a sudden he's just in a good mood. Maybe because Allah asked him out. Allah. It's like a nice counterpoint to the trauma that he's just experienced in his bedroom. Um, but like, there is a bit more of a free and open dialogue. Do I ever remind you of dad? Sometimes, but just the good bits, which I think is a lovely answer. Yeah, um, good answer. Yeah, especially because he's been mulling over the bad bits of his father in the last mm. day. Yeah. Um, but they're also not talking about what just happened in his bedroom. Yeah. yeah. Um, she does push him to invite Eric over to try and, like, mend that bridge. Um, Otis is worried that they'll never be friends again. And while I do agree with her about, like... As teenagers, it is probably more than likely that they will make up because I, I think that, you know, friend fights yeah. as teenagers happen and then people are friends again. But I did, I don't know how anybody else felt about the line, like like telling him to keep trying. Yeah, that seemed pretty toxic to me. Just like, I'll oh, keep pushing the issue and then... I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if I would go so far as to say it's toxic, but I, right. do, I do think that it is like, it's worth thinking about what me- that message is is like when somebody is communicated to you that yeah. they don't want you around to keep pushing sometimes mm-hmm. is inappropriate yeah. like trying to mend a bridge with a friend i think is a good thing but then if you're like keeping on pushing and they don't give you anything it's like you do need to read the room i guess yeah i think especially since like it sounds like gene and otis haven't honestly really talked a lot about what about what's going on between Otis and Eric. Like at this mm. point, we still haven't really found out if if Otis knows what Eric went through last mm. episode. And I would Je- I would guess that he hasn't because yeah, they haven't seems, talked, right? It seems mm-hmm. like not. So and and Jean, so Jean doesn't know what the status of their argument is, what conversations they have had, what mm. Otis has said to Eric, what like she doesn't know anything. Yeah. So it's it's definitely risky advice to just say just keep apologizing and eventually mm. it'll be fine. Because yeah. again, I guess as a parent, you like, you hope that your, your kid has Makes never up. done anything that bad. Yeah. <laughs> but depending on what they've done, continuing to just apologize, like maybe, maybe that person doesn't want to be friends with your kid again. And that's, that's appropriate. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but then again, you know, I I definitely wouldn't say give up, right? On on yeah. being friends no. again. Because they yeah. were very good friends for a very long time by the sound of it. So yeah, yeah. I think well this maybe also just giving him some space for a little while to like definitely give him, yeah. But like this because then what fo- this kind of bothers me because then he kind of like he picks up his phone and leaves the room. He's like, oh, I'll be right back. So then he's going to contact Eric mm. and he, he tries to call Eric, which I think is great. Things are better over the phone. Eric mm-hmm. screens his call. And then his next step is to text to, well, to Ola. try texting Ola. Yeah. And I would just think like maybe a follow-up text to Eric would like, if he's trying mm. to reach out and Eric didn't answer the phone to maybe like craft some kind of nice apologetic, apologetic message mm. about where he's at and what, and why what he, he was trying to call and yeah. why he was trying to call and like, just, yeah leave it leave it open for eric to reply if he wants to yeah for sure. um, the fact that he very quickly gave up yeah. after, again like after his mother maybe incorrectly or correctly gave advice to not stop trying yeah. and he instantly gives up and then tries to text ola instead just seems a bit weak and then he gives up on texting ola too yeah. so i mean she did explicitly say call me i think then we get the scene that you mentioned earlier where jackson's training um and he does really well but then he's like sad that mave isn't there like looking at the empty seat forlornly yeah dramatic yeah i am kind of hoping that this i don't know maybe, maybe i'm just like really anti-extreme competitive sports and like forcing kids to do this because i don't maybe there is a place and like people that are very happy with their olympic careers are grateful for these early starts where their coaches and parents pushed them but mm-hmm. i just can't imagine that it's worth it but, yeah. but i am not an elite athlete so i'll never know what that's like then we cut to Eric uh, arriving at school. Oh, no, waiting out the front of the school because he is suspended. So he's probably yeah. not actually meant to be on school property, yeah. but that's a different thing. Um, he sees Anwar and Anwar is like, are you going to hit me? He's like probably genuinely worried. Um, and Eric has come to apologize by the look of it, which is mm-hmm. good and a big step, honestly. Like it's, it shows a level of maturity that I think a lot mm. of teenagers wouldn't have to come and apologize of your own volition, not like one of those awkward, like forced apology forced things it. that they do. Um, mm. He says, I thought it would feel good and I'm really sorry, which is interesting. I it, I feel like in that moment, he wasn't thinking, oh, if I punch him, it's going to feel good. It's yeah. just an emotional reaction. Like I want to lash out at somebody because I'm unhappy. Mm. I don't know. Um but then Anwar, know. they're trying to make Anwar a little sympathetic in this scene by saying, like, I use that to come out to my mum. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know if we need to make Anwar sympathetic. Like, and it's not working because every other interaction we've ever had with him, he's been it's not a nice of, yeah. person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We kind of talked about that last week that we're like, I kind of predicted that they were going to try to show us a bit of like what the home life's like, although we haven't seen it yet. They do talk about it. Yeah. So I guess in that sense, we do kind of get a bit of understanding of Anwar, but he still seems like a snarky dickhead. Yeah. I think this is one of like their less successful attempts at it. Because yeah, the whole additional context that he used this as an excuse to come out to his mum, that he wasn't out yet. And that, Mm. you know, it's fine. It it seemed really weird. Like it didn't Mm. even seem like this was necessarily a good excuse to do that. Because it's... Because it's not like Eric, there was any implication that he was punched for being gay at school. Like that wasn't the implication. He was punched because And Anwar kind of invented that storyline. Yeah. He does say it. He's like, my mum thinks you're a gay basher now. So if you see an Indian lady giving you the stink eye, don't worry about it or whatever it is he said. (laughs) Like 
yeah, he kind of invented this story, which is yeah, which is again just because uh, like I mean, what actually happened was like An- Anwar is an incessant horrible bully at school, and mm. someone finally punched him because of it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, which again, like, I don't condone violence. He didn't deserve to be punched. But like the fact that like Anwar is just like such an absolute and total dick to people all the time. And he's surprising. It hasn't happened before. Exactly, And he stands Mm -hmm. on this pedestal as though he's untouchable, as though he can do whatever he wants and there's no consequences. And again, I don't think the consequences should be violence, but like, why does he think that there aren't consequences? Why does Mm. he think that he can just keep punching people figuratively and not get any sort of comeuppance? Yeah. Um, And then he takes that and he says to his mum that it's because he was gay. And it's like, no, it's because you were a dick. It almost strikes me as like it was A, he wanted to come out, but B, he was looking for sympathy. Well, yeah, exactly, which is kind of dickish again. Like, sure, like, I'm, I'm happy that he was able to come out to his mum and it was a positive experience, but he it's kind of, he he technically wasn't, he was the victim in this case. He was punched, but he, he was, he added more sympathy points to himself, yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. um, which again just comes across as Anwar being a dick. So maybe yeah. this is good. Like, maybe they just kept his character consistent. Anwar yeah. was a dick. Sure. He responded yeah. to the situation as the dick that he is. Yeah. Um, and all is right with the world. Amy... Uh, talks to Otis in the hallway looking slightly <laughs> dishevelled and very relaxed. Oh, my God. She walks around, like, drunk. Like, she's yeah. just so on a high. great time. Yeah. Um, I do love that she's just, now she's like, I know exactly what I want. And I'm like, good for you, Amy. Amen, yeah. Amen, I think I'm mostly sister. just jealous of her transformation this episode. Like, it, it was not that easy for me. And she is just up. She's just a master beta she is the master um yeah so good um Maeve is watching Adam get photographed with his trophy uh Mm. for the essay comp uh and Otis rocks up Amy is apparently now calling Otis the pleasure Pleasure master Master. which is funny given everything that's happened with Otis this episode yeah um they talk about her brother being back whether that's a good or a bad thing. Otis says, I really liked your essay. And she's like, (laughs) you've not read my essay. And he's like, no, but I heard it. It's like, it's good. This is, I mean, this is what Maeve wanted Jackson to have noticed. This is is the outcome of that first scene that didn't happen because Jackson is kind of oblivious. Yeah. uh, but Otis did notice because he's in love with her. I know. You say like a few things. The fact that she like, because um, like Jackson actually saw her. Obviously very different situations because she was caught off guard. Her brother was there and she obviously didn't want to talk about it. Mm. But she's never mentioned to Jackson that she had a brother and she still didn't want to talk about it in that moment mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. But then you get this scene with her and Otis and she openly tells Otis that her brother is back because... Yeah they have that closeness and that relationship and that trust and she can talk mm-hmm. about that and Otis can recognize her essays again I'm shipping super hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah um I do like the line as they're like walking away uh he says the trophy should be yours don't give it away next time which I mm. think is good and feeds into what happens next where uh, she goes up to Miss Sands and says, yes, tell me about this accelerated program. Yeah. And Miss Sands is like, nice, let's do this. Which yeah, it did good. feel like a direct result of Otis's comment. Then Miss Sands goes to talk to Principal Gruff about Adam's essay. Mm. Um, and she she says he, he didn't write it. And um, 
and he's he pretends to be surprised at least and she says did it sound like adam and he says are you suggesting i don't know what my own son sounds like which is such a defensive response i know i thought it like he comes across super defensive and it would be extremely uncomfortable and i thought she handled it perfectly she handled it very well very well and just like continued to speak factually (laughs) yeah um Again, somebody just really knocking on the door of his denial, being like, hello. <laughs> um, and yeah. he like sends her away. I've got an appointment. And but is clearly he needs time to process this information because it's now mm. unambiguous. And I think part of it is also he now knows that somebody else knows. If he suspected before, he's had yeah. confirmation, but also the embarrassment that his son has like she legitimately won yeah. this thing. Amy and Steve are getting together again and Amy gives him a very detailed list of instructions, which I love. Uh, you got to like, be careful, though. You don't want to get stuck in a rut with the one thing that gets you off. I know. And I also feel like um, there's, I just, to me anyway, there's still like a bit of a learning curve. Like once you know what works well on your own with yourself, that does, that's not like a one-to-one translation to what works with a partner. Sure. So she may find that her perfect routine that she worked out the previous night a, may not work exactly the same the next night, even with herself, because mm. it can be different a lot of the time, but may not work with her partner and she'll need to figure out something else. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, at least she's probably more open to things now. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. she's aware of the pleasure that she can have and so she'll oh, be able yeah. to more correctly identify when it's not working for her. I know, because, like, she hasn't really said it, but I wonder if... She- like, I wonder if all of this was also linked with whether she's actually ever had an orgasm before during sex. Like, that mm. wasn't really mentioned, but often goes hand in hand. I mean, on the statistics, <laughs> probably not. Yeah. Especially so. the guys that she's been dating. Yeah. yeah. So that's just like a whole other revelation, not even just like having gratifying sex, but actually having an orgasm. Amazing. Then we get Jackson, uh, Maeve has gotten home and Jackson and Sean, her brother, are just like yeah. having a bro chat out the yeah. front, which is kind of, it's kind of weird to watch, honestly. That would make me so uncomfortable. Like, mm. yeah. I don't know, Very like, cool. yeah, having those worlds collide without my explicit say-so, mm. maybe that's a me thing, <laughs> but I would, I would be extremely uncomfortable. Well, yeah, she didn't seem very comfortable, did she? She though? definitely didn't seem comfortable. Yeah, um, that's because Maeve and I are spirit animals. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind um, of disgusting that he made her go get them beers like, like oh, yeah. before you go inside get us some beers like yeah yeah and know. it's this interesting thing where jackson is he's skipped off right like he's avoiding training because as we said he realized that he doesn't enjoy it when Maeve isn't there um but it's also like he's kind of sliding into things that he probably doesn't genuinely want to do like having a beer i think he's almost trying to maintain this cool guy facade with the brother that's what it felt like to me at least yeah Um, yeah and i yeah i think that can like to me it would feel like a real turn off to me if i were Maeve because i think i kind of put it in the same book as like when sometimes people make a lot of assumptions about the kind of person Maeve might be and how she's you know she's like a cool person that maybe like doesn't give a shit about school or whatever mm. and so of course she'd approve of skipping off practice and not taking school seriously and having a beer when she's just trying to be like I mean you do you but like I don't think it's uncool for you to take training seriously and I don't think it's mm. uncool for you to not drink beer not when you're training beer. yeah um so you know she's not trying to tell him what to do but I think it comes off 
And I'd be really annoyed if it's she can see that Jackson's trying to be cool and maybe trying to do things that he thinks she'll think is cool when yeah. they're not things that she thinks is cool. Or even worse, what her brother will think is cool. Yeah. yeah. Ew. <laughs> um, so Maeve goes inside ostensibly to get them a beer, although it looks like she's not actually doing that. She's just, like, <laughs> going through her shit. Uh, she picks up a jumper, smiles at it, and then smells it, and then is mm. like, oh, what am I doing? And puts it down, and we see that it's Otis's it's jumper. because so cool. he, he has a little embroidered name no, tag. I love that all of his clothes have labels on them. Yeah. Interesting moment, because unthinkingly, she smiles mm. when she sees his name, and then mm. smells it, and is clearly taking comfort from that. But then has a moment of like, oh, shit, what the hell am I doing? Jackson's yeah. outside, my boyfriend, the guy I'm meant to be in love with, who I'm not I, actually in love with. Yeah. I mean, I think the timing is very important. Like, just as Jackson's done something that's not super impressive, then she mm. remembers positive things about Otis. Yeah. Um, I think timing can be very dangerous when you're comparing people because... Oh. It can skew your perspective. Um, I personally, I don't think I've ever had the desire to like smell anything of my crush. Am I alone? I feel like I've never like gone out of my way to smell something. But if I catch the smell of something, it's like a nice thing. Yeah. Like if I pick up someone's jumper and it's like got their smell on it and I smell it, it's like, oh, that's nice. It's But I'm Mm. not like... (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah, not well, creepy they... thin man from Charlie's Angels with the hair thing. You know, oh god, <laughs> that's the but end yeah. of the episode. End of the um, episode. <laughs> uh, favorite scenes, people. What are what are we thinking? Mine was Lily's little dance she had going on with Otis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Amy's masturbation montage yeah. as both just delightful and aspirational. Yeah. Aww. I, just to be different, I'm going to say Ola and Otis's little interaction where she asks mm-hmm. him out. I think it's just a nice, it's like a counterpoint to the dramatic thing that just happened to him, right? Yeah. Like it is a nice, normal, emotionally healthy experience where everybody's mm. boundaries are respected in the right way. <laughs> and he like leaves smiling, which is nice to see after something yeah. that, could be like another trauma to add to the list, right? Like he, you could walk away from that being very embarrassed that your mum saw the aftermath and all this sort of thing. So, yeah, that that'll be my vote. Yeah, I think. Uh, sorry, go. Well, no, I I just think like nice and normal is such a good way of describing. I think how Ola makes us feel when mm. she's on the screen. It, uh, um, should we all say our least favorite character at the same time? I think we all got the same one. Oh, I don't know if it's easy. This. Oh my god, you'll right? realize. Surely, yeah, Matt. Once you, once you, once we say the name, I mean, I assume I'm on the same page. I think as so. Mitch. Yeah. Oh yes, I think so. Is it Remy? Remy, yeah, Remy, yes. Remy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's such a. I did forget joke. about him for a moment. Yeah, yes. no, I was yeah. like, no, you'll agree, Matt. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then most favorite character. I think Amy. Amy was really fun this episode. Mm. She's probably my favorite. I mean, this is kind of left field, but I'm going to give it to Jakob. We love a Jakob in this house. <laughs> <laughs> I loved getting that kiss scene from him finally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Ola to match with my favorite scene. I think yeah. Ola was great and a good, mm-hmm. a good, a force for good in Otis's life. A healthy, mm-hmm. emotionally healthy person for him to interact yeah. with. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Fun. 
let us know what you thought who your yeah. favorite character yes. was yeah yeah were we too harsh on remy i don't think so no no, no. not harsh enough eric should punch him in the face yeah, I don't condone um, violence. Also, uh, <laughs> whenever when we upload these, we also we always put a poll up, and it turns out somebody did vote on one of our polls, which is very exciting. One person, but you know, we'll get there. Okay. Um, so we asked the question whether uh, naughty's Kate Hudson or '90s <laughs> Julia oh, Roberts, yeah. and it, it's a hundred percent vote for Julia Roberts, which I think is the right decision. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So please jump on. It's on Spotify. If if you're not currently listening on Spotify, jump on and, and vote in our latest poll. Yeah. Um, can they can they go back and vote in previous polls? Or uh, do they, they do close? expire, unfortunately. Oh, so you might have missed right. out on, on Yeah, well on get in quick for the get in quick. Stay um, and if you're liking what you're listening to, give us a, a subscribe. It does actually help get it out there. Share it with your friends if you want to. Send um, us a message. A send comment. us a message. Yeah, yeah. we'd just yeah. love to hear like from you anything yeah <laughs> feedback what you like about the show yeah just say hi yeah. just say hi yeah we'll say hi back yeah cool all right awesome. yeah. we'll see you next time for episode seven Bye-bye. yeah bye-bye, bye-bye.